When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. And now, the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We'll make it an unlucky 13 for your Edmonton Oilers against the Nashville Predators. 13 times in a row the Preds have beaten the Oilers. Edmonton with just two points over that stretch, 0-11-2. We're going back to March of 2014 since the Oilers were last able to beat the Predators. Tonight, it's a 3-0 shutout at Rogers Place. Well, you've seen this story before. UC Saros, goaltender for the Preds. Last December, he rolls in here, makes a 46-save shutout. Tonight, 31 stops, and 3-0 is the final in favor of Nashville. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins. We are live inside the brand-new Studio 99 inside Rogers Place. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line, Oilers Hockey, presented by Osmond Auction. So Saros shuts the door again, including 18 saves in the third period. And Rob will break down some of the individual plays and some of the situations that led to goals as we move along here tonight. But man, the Preds are good. Like, they're organized, they're precise. It's hard to break through. Uh, they're an elite team, and that's why the Oilers have had a lack of success over the last number of years against them. They're, they're, they're deep up front, they're deep on the back end, and what we saw tonight and we've seen before is they're deep in net. Not a lot of teams have a backup goaltender that can come into the game and, and steal a game for you, and he's been excellent in the, in the starts against the Edmonton Oilers. So I, I didn't believe that the Oilers played poorly tonight. I think they just ran into a team that right now uh, is a little bit better than they are. I'm going to recommend you follow Gene Principe on Twitter. He's got a little video on his Twitter account, and the message says, this is Predators coach Peter Laviolette. The team had a bet that if they won the first two games of the trip through Western Canada, he would wear this, and that's no bull. <laughs> he is wearing, and this, this is no bull, he's wearing a, a bull mask. Like he's wearing like a full Halloween-style mask of a it's bull. Huge. He's got a bull head. I want to know who came up That's, with the idea. I, I, I wonder who challenged the coach to that bet, and the coach took it. <laughs> but the Predators have won five straight. They're 7-1 and one on the season. They do sweep Alberta, winning in Calgary last night. The Oilers fall to 3-3, three and three, so their three-game winning streak comes to an end. You can reach us by calling 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. We'll get to your feedback in a few minutes here, and of course, we'll have post-game reaction from both dressing rooms. Rob, it, it was a pretty tight checking game. I, I mean, it was scoreless after the first period. We reached the halfway point of the game. It, it's still scoreless. And then it's a shorthanded goal that turns the tide and gives the Preds the advantage. You, you think you get a power play in a 0-0 game, you have an opportunity to take control of the hockey game. And the Oilers, unfortunately, they, they weren't able to start their number one unit on the power play for that power play. They had their second unit out there. And the way that a lot of power plays work nowadays, players play different positions. They move all, all around the, the offensive zone. And Jujar Kara got caught up high by the blue line. Uh, Jujar has a lot of strengths, but playing up high, I think he, the puck came at a, a weird angle to him. He mishandled it, and it turned into a 2-1. Good on P.K. Subban realizing it, jumping into the play. And now you got a 2-on-1. You got Kara at the blue line. He loses the puck. The 2-on-1 goes against Ryan Strom. So two, to, two up forwards were back on the back end. And P.K. Suman, I, I, I would have bet the house that he was shooting that puck shorthanded. He wasn't going to give up the opportunity. Uh, he handcuffed Talbot. And all of a sudden, the Oilers were reeling a little bit. And we saw it a little bit later as they gave up the second goal. Yeah, second goal came just a minute 28 later. Then the Oilers are down 2-0. Yossi added a late empty let netter. There weren't a lot of open opportunities in this game both ways. I mean, the, the, the closest chance the Oilers had for a clear 
outnumbered opportunity was McDavid almost got a breakaway in the third and Johansson put the stick on him to to take the penalty and, and really Subban scoring on the two on one was one of the Predators few open opportunities they did have a shorthanded four on two earlier in that period where they didn't get a shot away I, I mean this was a, a, a very tight checking game and I don't know if you want to say the Predators made one more positive play or maybe the Oilers made one more little mistake in the game but that opened the door well there were two big mistakes in the game the first one uh, Kara mishandles a puck at a blue line gives up a two-on-one a minute 20 later the Oilers have a bad line change and it's something that has plagued the Oilers in the past we haven't seen it as much as of late but the Oilers top line they left the ice on the power play and they gave they put their defenseman in a poor situation all of a sudden it turns into a three on two and on that one I, I believe that Talbot would love back I think he was surprised by the shot by Arvidsson I think he was you know Arvidsson was in the worst position of the three players on the odd man break so I think he thought the puck was going to go back into the slot he overplayed the pass and Arvidsson snuck it in he's had a ton of success against the Oilers over the last little while but yeah, two huge mistakes, and when you play good hockey clubs, you can't afford to make those mistakes because Nashville didn't. 3-0 Predators take it against the Oilers tonight. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins live in Studio 99 at Rogers Place. You can reach us at 780-496-0063. We'll welcome Carson to the show. Hey, Carson, thanks for calling. Go ahead. How's it going tonight? Doing well. Well, I uh, got a couple things, guys, if you oblige me. You know, the first thing, uh, been a long time since uh, me and my little guy uh, been to a game driving from Lloydminster. You know, I'm kind of nostalgic. Uh, didn't, uh, you know, I always like pulling out on uh, getting away from Rexall and being so close to 16. I thought it'd be kind of a gong show driving from the new arena out of town. Actually, it wasn't bad. The parking was good north of the arena. Uh, getting out of 97th was okay. But, you know, the, the money thing's really bugging me. Uh, you know, like I'm seeing, like there was a, there was a lot of empty seats in the lower bowl, more than I kind of thought, uh, you know, and that sort of thing. But when it comes to money, you know, like there's there's a good and there's a bad when it comes to to performances. You know, the, the, the walking out of the arena, the guys with their harmonica and the and the banjos, they're making their money tonight. What in the heck are we doing with Leon Dreisaitl? How can that guy be worth what he's getting paid? He's an absolute garbage fire. Our, our general manager, I don't know what he's thinking keeping a guy like that. What is your guys' two cents? Because to me, Leon Dreisaitl is an absolute joke. Well, they're definitely going to keep him. I, I, I can tell you that. He's, he's not, he's not going to be uh, offered in a trade or cut or anything like that. I thought, I I mean, thought he, Leon had a good game tonight. I thought, he, I thought he created a number of chances. I thought when he moved up, especially when he moved up with Nugent Hopkins and and McDavid, they, they created the most, and that's when the others had their best opportunities. Uh, 8.5 million, I don't know. But Leon Dreisettle is the Oilers' second best player, and yeah. I, I thought tonight was a, a step in the right direction for him playing where they need him to be. Yeah, I mean, look, the contract's not going away. Uh, when he signed it, sure. Was it a little more than I thought he might get? Yes. Was it, like, double or something like that? No. I mean, I thought it might be in the seven, seven and a half range, but, uh, you know, fair enough. He's going to have to play better overall, I think, to make it feel like, all right, that's, you know, a totally earned value. Yeah, but you can't, uh, they, they need him to be who he is. You don't look at the contract money. You can't look at, well, because players are overpaid, players are underpaid. So if a guy's being underpaid, you don't want him to play to what his contract is. Right. You want him to play to what he's capable of doing. I think that Leon is capable of more than what he's given thus far. Sure. I don't think he's a whole lot off, but Leon needs to drive a line, and right now they have to move dry side of late in games up with Nugent and, and McDavid because they're not getting enough overall. So they need him to be better. They need their second line to be better. All right, if you're on hold, we will get to you at 780-496-0063. Let's go down to the Oilers dressing room for GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. Here is Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. Well, at the end of the night, the goals decide the game, and that's uh, what the factor was tonight. I thought we played a, a pretty hard, solid game. Not enough offense, but we checked. We, uh, we skated. We battled. We had a better start. Um, you know, that two-minute phase in the, in the second period really hurt us. I didn't think our power play was quite as sharp either. We, uh, 
we were the best penalty killers on the ice in those situations. We killed a lot of our own plays until the last one where we had some chances. So, but you know, on nights where uh, the big guys don't get on the scoreboard, sometimes you got to get a, a bounce from a. Uh, uh, an unusual suspect, and we didn't quite get that tonight. We got some good games from guys. I thought our fourth line had a, a much better night, but um, just not enough against a team like that. When you when you don't produce for two or three minutes, they can capitalize, and they did. Was there a common theme to what was maybe disjointed on the power play or what was happening there? We just weren't sharp. Um, you know, there was a number of times where it was on our tape and we gave it back to them. Now, they, they're positionally sound. They got uh, some sticks and some passing lanes. Uh, maybe where we could get away uh, against other teams with those types of sloppy plays, we weren't able to do it tonight. So um, you have to give credit to them. They've, uh, they've got a very, real good team over there. They're confident when they, they do get on the penalty kill. And, uh, we just weren't sharp enough. Todd, um, Milan said that the effort was there, but the execution wasn't. Uh, referring to the first period where they had a couple of odd man breaks uh, and just kind of shot wide and rimmed out. Uh, if one of those goes in, does that really change the outcome of tonight's match? Well, uh, you know, we'll never know because it didn't happen. But uh, I thought early in the, or not early, late in the first period, we had a, a flurry or two in and around their net where we had real good looks. And uh, all we did was rim the puck out and have to start all over again. So uh, when some guys haven't scored for a while, they tend to uh, to try and get a little too fine with their shots, make them too perfect. And um, you know, sometimes you just got to shoot the puck at what you see right away and try and hit the net. We didn't do a real good job of that in those flurries. After that, we didn't get much until near the end, and Saros uh, did a good job of holding his ground. Are you seeing signs in your five-on-five game? Like, were you a little happier with the start tonight, overall five-on-five? Are you seeing some development yeah. there? Things we've addressed and worked on, uh, we tend to get better in, but uh, we've got a lot of things that we need to improve in. And We spent uh, a day yesterday talking about the start and shift quality, and. Uh, what we were as lines, and I thought we uh, responded in the first, we responded at the second, um, and in the third, the, those first few shifts to, to, to push a little bit earlier in the game rather than, uh, than sit back on our heels. So, um, you know, if we can get that repaired and then move on to the next thing, we'll, uh, we'll slowly become a better team as the year goes on. All right, that's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan on the heels of th- uh, 3-0 loss to the Nashville Predators. UC Saros gets another shutout at Rogers Place. He's played six periods here, has not allowed a goal, has made 77 saves on 77 shots. Subban, Arvidsson, and Yossi scoring for the Predators. McClellan asked about the power play. Both teams 0 for 4 tonight. Last couple of games, the Oilers able to get big power play goals that helped them, you know, get it into overtime, win it. Uh, tonight, they weren't able to, and he said they just weren't sharp, just couldn't get the passes going tonight. They weren't, and Todd talked about the fact that they had the puck and gave the puck away a few times, and uh, Nashville's going to force you to make mistakes with their aggressiveness. They, they're very good at reading the play. Uh, we've talked about it a number of times that specialty teams and goaltending win hockey games. The Nashville Predators were better on specialty teams tonight. They scored the short-handed goal. The Nashville Predators were better in net tonight. So at the end of the night, you're wondering what went wrong in a game that was fairly evenly played, five on five. The specialty teams and goaltenders, was, they would go in favor of the Nashville Predators. And I thought the Predators, I mean, I called them precise off the top of the show. They, they just, they never seem to be out of position there, there aren't a lot of clean opportunities, and it's there's always a stick in the way. There's always a body in the way, and not just shot-wise, pass-wise. I mean, it's very hard against them to even, even generate two or three passes in a row. It always seems like they're outnumbering you, but yet not out of position, not not in a way where we're going to take a, a risk here and go two against one forechecking and leave and leave somebody else open. There's just always, seems everything is covered off the way they play. Well, they're, they're a very well-coached team, for one. They've got uh, depth. There's no player playing above where he should be playing. They don't have a third liner moved up to the first. They don't have a number four or five defenseman moved into the top pairing. Uh, they, on the back end, they don't make a lot of mistakes because they got four solid defensemen that they can play in any position and they're not worried about who they're playing against. If McDavid jumps over the board to not having to rush to get someone else out there against them because they feel they have two pairings that can play against them. And another thing too is their forward defensemen are so strong that they make the good outlet passes. They get the puck quickly into their forwards' hands. And the one thing that you saw a lot with Nashville tonight, they were very good at, if they found themselves into trouble, they were very good at the high flip 
from their own goal line, they would flip the puck all the way out to the far blue line, take all the pressure off them, and get set into their defensive posturing again. 3-0 Predators beat the Oilers tonight. You can reach us, 780-496-0063. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, live from Studio 99 inside Rogers Place. We'll go back to the phone lines, and we have Connor standing by. Hey, Connor, thanks a lot for calling. Hey, hey guys, how are, how are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. Good, yeah, I just want to talk about a few things. Uh, I thought overall it was kind of a under-average game for both teams. I'd say the defensively of Nashville won the game over the offensive side of Edmonton. You can't overly rely on Connor, one player out of what, how many was that, 20 players on the ice, to win the game. Look at overall Nashville, they got an e-core that can stop Edmonton, that was completely overall better than Edmonton. And you look at Edmonton as one player, which is Connor. Well, Nashville is a very good defensive team. I mean, the top four defensemen are, are outstanding. Yep. I, I think the best top four in the league. And I mean, Ham Hughes, who got injured tonight, and Weber as a third pairing are, are nothing to scoff at either. So, I, I mean, yeah, they, they, did a, they did a good job tonight. And that's what just we were talking about. There's always someone in the way. There's always a stick in the way. And they're not out of position. And, and they're going to do this. I mean, they, they, they didn't finish first overall last season by accident. No, there, there's a reason that they're favored to be a, a Stanley Cup contender. They are the benchmark of what the Oilers want to get. Uh, this is not a team that overnight became good. They drafted well. They signed free agents. They made some uh, very good trades. I mean, Forsberg was in a trade, which was an absolutely absolute steal for Martin Erat. Uh, and now they've become an elite team. So I think if the Edmonton Oilers want to get to where they want to get, the Nashville Predators is a great uh, barometer of where you have to be. They're, they're strong up front. They play a good system. They're as good as any team in the, in the National Hockey League on the back end. And they've got two quality goaltenders. When, when you lose a Vezina Trophy type of goaltender, you think you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And Alston Saros comes in and, and gets a shutout. So uh, I, I think that the Oilers want to get to Nashville's level. I don't believe they're there yet. All right, one of their excellent defensemen is P.K. Subban. Let's go down to the Preds' room for BDO First Call Debt, uh, First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. Here's Subban. Your defensive core is good, and it didn't give up much tonight. Yeah, you know, I think uh, people talk about our ability to jump in the rush and generate offense, but I think we take pride in our defense as well and try to make it as easy as we can for our goaltenders and uh I think for us, when we're, you know, playing well as a decor, is we're just supporting each other, using our skating ability, and um, it's tough. It's tough to play against us when we're moving our feet, getting back to pucks, and we have two goaltenders that can play the puck as well. So, I think all that together makes it tough on teams to generate. McDavid uh, hasn't had any pointless nights this year. It's certainly no nights where he had no chances, or very few. Uh, that's yeah. obviously due to the work back there. We'll count our blessings. I mean, um, he uh, he's an explosive player, and you know when you hear a guy like Sidney Crosby call him the best player in the world, it says a lot. I mean, um, I mean, what what can you say about him? I mean, all you got to do is just watch him out there. Um, he's so fast. He makes quick plays, and he's tough to play against. But um, I thought collectively, as a team, as five guys, five man unit on the ice, we did a good job of trying to keep him to the outside. And um, when he did come into the middle, just swarm him as, as quickly as we could. What do you think of the, the bat and the coach wearing? Um, sorry, I don't know if you already dressed. Awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. I mean. Um, you know, I've said it before, Lavi's uh, an amazing person and uh, a fun person um, to work with every day. And, um, you know, for him, uh, good on him to uh, hold up his end of, of, the, of the bat. Um, you know, for us as a team, it's, it's 82 games and it can be a long season. And uh, when you're coming on the road on a back-to-back -back with a, I think it was a 5-1 record, you know, um, a little extra motivation and having some fun, but good on him. You know, uh, <laughs> why the cow? All right, that's P.K. Subban about, uh, well, Gene Principe said it was a, a bullhead. I don't know, they called it a cowhead in that interview. I guess that'll just be a mystery. What type of bovine was it, Rob Brown? 
Do you have your bovine guide with you? No, I'm a city boy. That'll I don't know our, much about the about farm our, animals. That'll be our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Rob Brown needs a bovine guide. Yeah. Actually, I never thought I'd be asked that question on air, so I probably well, should have just, brushed just, up on it before I got it's, here. Yeah. We're, we're early in the season, Rob. 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. Predators over the Oilers 3-zip. Wyatt says, hey, guys, tough loss tonight. Nashville looking good again this year. Never seen a team be able to shut down McDavid like that before. Overall, what do you guys think about Bouchard's play tonight? Uh, I thought he was fine. Uh, his minutes weren't huge tonight as Bouchard ended up playing... 14 and a half minutes. Uh, he had a couple fumbles on the blue line. There's a couple times where the puck came back to him and he wasn't able to keep the play alive. The puck bounced out and he had to go and chase and they had to reset. Uh, again, it's still a learning curve for him. He, uh, the Oilers right now with uh, bending down with an injury and Garrison not playing up to the standards, obviously, the coaches want. You know, only played, I think, eight and a half minutes tonight. Bouchard's getting accelerated minutes. And with the Oilers trailing in games, he seems to get even more time because they, they like what he can do offensively. Had a couple good opportunities at the net with the puck. He's going to continue to get better. I what was that game for him, number four today, five for him today. So he's got four or five more games before they have to make a decision on him. 3 yeah. nothing Predators win tonight whenever the Oilers hit five goals in a game, as they did in Winnipeg a few days ago. We will turn on the Japanese Village goal light on 630Ched.com on the Oilers page. Then you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Three locations in Edmonton, downtown, south side, and north side. All right, 780-496-0063. We will welcome Michael onto the show. Michael, thanks a lot for calling. Hey, guys, how are you? Pretty good. Good. Uh, give a couple of comments. I didn't think that we played a horrible game tonight, uh, but I do think I did watch the highlights from Calgary's game last night, and I do believe that Soros did steal both games, coming in three feet high. Um, so I, that's why I'm hoping that we pick him up instead of uh, Constantine or whatever his name is. But my second comment is, is... Winnipeg, Boston, and even tonight, do you guys figure that we play better from behind, or am I just being optimistic here? Okay, a couple of things. First of all, yes, Saros had to come in in the third period last night, and I think it was his first or second save. It was a great chance for the Flames, and he was able to stop it. I don't. I don't. I, I think. I think that might be a little too simple to just say they play better from from behind. But McClellan did say yesterday that he has felt at times this season and still young that they've almost waited for something negative to happen or once something negative has happened then they've woken up a little bit and thought oh we better get going or oh now now let's let's get excited and and get back into the game i i think it's more than exciting i think it's desperation i think that once they fall behind they feel desperate and when you play desperate uh you, you play better because now you're forcing things you're playing much more aggressive there's a, a fear of falling further behind, so you, you, you clean up your game a little bit. Uh, today, I, I mean, they fell behind, and they were behind most of the game to do today as well. Uh, a lot of teams, when they get a lead, they sit back a little bit. They go into a bit of a prevent. So we've seen many, many times where a team's shot total gets a little higher in a game that they've been outclassed simply because the other team built a lead and just sat on it. Tonight, I just thought that there was a minute and 20 laps in play for the other tonight. They made a mistake on a power play. They made a bad change at the end of a power play. And then once you fall behind the National Predators, it's much different than falling behind most teams in the National Hockey League. This team can close a game out, and we saw uh, an excellent job of it tonight by the Predators. 3-0, the Preds win as we check your scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Drive away with your newer used trailer. Head to edmontontrailer.com. The Sharks win on home ice 4-1 over the Islanders. The Golden Knights, even their record at 4-4, four four, beating the Ducks 3-1. Canucks get by the Bruins 2-1 in overtime. Horvat got the winner. Wild beat the Lightning 5-4 in OT. Chicago gets a 4-1 road victory over the Blue Jackets in overtime. It was Detroit 4, Florida 3. 
Stone in overtime as the Senators edge the Canadians 4-3. The Blues beat the Maple Leafs 4-1. Jets knock off the Coyotes 5-3. Buffalo wins 5-1 in Los Angeles. The Avalanche get a 3-1 win over the Hurricanes, and Philadelphia beats New Jersey 5-2. The Dodgers advance to the World Series, 5-1 win in Game 7 of the NLCS over Milwaukee, so Dodgers and Red Sox in the World Series starting on Tuesday. CFL tonight, Saskatchewan over Calgary, 29-24. The Riders are still alive for first in the West. Toronto beat Montreal, 26-22. All right, let's go down to the Oilers' room one more time for GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. Here's Oilers defenseman Adam Larson. We had a strong team game, but obviously we had some breakdowns that cost us the game. And, uh, it's been the story too many times, but uh, we can't get down. I, I think we got a really good good group here, and moving forward, uh, just have to look forward right now. They just uh, like when you say good team, they really seem to be a good team. Like just, maybe that's well, they, your continuity. They've been successful for a lot of years, so it's, uh, it's no not a surprise for us. I mean, look at their decor, and they kept us to the outside and made life hard for us. And obviously, we're not really happy with end results today. I guess you still look at this here, three, 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 six. Could have been worse. I mean, it's it's. Uh, you would have liked to win this one, but I mean, you're mucking like to, to win every game, but it's take one step at a time, focus on one game at a time. Um, can't look too far ahead. Uh, just reload and go to work for the next one. I mean, we have a, a tough home stretch, like you said, and uh, every game is big for us. Uh, you want to have a good start. Uh, we're we're off to a pretty good one, but obviously tonight was a disappointment. But it's uh, I thought we did some some good things today too. Um, so we can't get too down. I mean we we have a strong belief system in there, and we're just gonna keep looking forward. All right, that is Adam Larson plays 21 minutes tonight. Oscar Clefbaum, by the way, 30 minutes and nine seconds tonight. Well, it's tough when you, you don't have enough trust in your number six defenseman and five at that as much as well either. So it, it's tough, even if top four forced out in you know big big minutes. And the, the one thing that I'm sure that Tom McClellan took into uh, consideration is the others have an extra day off here. They don't play again until Tuesday, so the guys will get a little bit extra rest. So he, you could tell in the third period he was throwing his best players out on the ice as much as possible. Uh, crazy Oiler fan texting into 6:36:30. That's what he called himself <laughs> on the text line. Uh, has Bouchard done enough to stick after the nine-game mark? I don't think he's looked out of place, but he also hasn't overly stood out either. If he does get sent back to junior, who replaces him if Benning is still injured? Well, probably Ethan Bear. Yeah, if I, they called somebody up. I, I I don't believe he'll be here after nine games. Yeah. I don't. And I would think Bear's the leading candidate. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, uh, Benning has been placed on injured reserve, so that means he has to miss at least a week. And Ty Raddy, by the way, if you missed it, didn't play tonight. He, Todd McClellan says Raddy's going to be out at least two weeks with a uh, with a muscle pull, so tough for him as well. Drake Kajula also didn't play. Uh, he's still getting over the injury suffered in Winnipeg on Tuesday. Alex Chason played his first game as an Oiler tonight. I thought he had some effective shifts. I thought he did too. I, I thought he was very good on the forecheck. Uh, he, he got pucks in deep. Uh, Bob talked about it at the end of the game. He does not look out of place uh, playing at the National Hockey League level. And obviously he's had success before and he was part of a Stanley Cup winning team last year. So uh, I think you're going to see him get another look-see here against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And for a player in his position, it's each time he steps on the ice, he's got to prove that he gets another shift. And tonight I thought he had a, a pretty good game. 3 nothing. the Predators take it. 13 straight wins against the Edmonton Oilers. 780-496-0063. We'll bring Brent onto the show. Hey, Brent, thanks a lot for calling. You're welcome. Go ahead, buddy. All right. To start with, it was a great game by the Oilers. I was really happy with the start, the way they played. It was a very well played. Uh, that short-handed goal that really hurt us. But uh, my question to you guys is: uh, Drysdale hasn't been driving the line playoffs, and generally a good center makes the wingers better around him. And he uh, he's been a little bit 
forward in that? Do we need better wingers to with them, or do you do we the, uh, consider that he's not the player that we thought he was and move on and get some uh, wingers for McGee and Newt? Well, I, I think what you saw last year when Drysaddle was playing with Nugent Hopkins, many people thought Nugent Hopkins was having a very strong season, but the point totals weren't there because his line, he, he was doing things that and his line mates weren't able to capitalize. So I, to me, I, I don't think Drysaddle has been as good as he's capable of being, but I don't think that's all on him. I thought he had a really strong game tonight, created a number of opportunities for his line mates that weren't capitalized on. So it's one of those... Uh, things where, yeah, they can play better, but I'm not sure that what they have on the wings are producing near as well as they need to as well. I mean, you go down the, the Oilers lineup on, this, on the, their wings, they're not creating, they're not scoring, and they need more depth scoring right now. Brent, we're going to finish the play with you. We're looking to put you in the grand prize draw for a one-hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting. Safe adrenaline pumping fun. Fast track carding Edmonton.com. All right, we got a little piece of audio for you here. It's Lucic, interior pass, McDavid back door, dry settle in front. What a save, Soros on Nugent Hopkins and a second chance. Denied as well. Okay, here's the question, Brent. You see Soros with the shutout for the Nashville Predators. What nationality is he? South African or Finnish? I'm going to go with Finnish. I think you're right. Hang on the line so Cal so Patrick can take down your info, okay? All right. All right. Oh, and we got to do face-off trivia, Rob. Okay. Because okay. that was a good one. You like this one. Okay. Uh, it was Chuck that got it, so he gets a $50 Buffet Royale gift card from Armor Insurance. Protect your home and business with Armor at armorinsurance.ca. And he gets to go into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 prepaid Visa gift card from Alpine Credits. Homeowners get approved. Visit alpinecredits.ca. Which Finnish-born goaltender, so of Finnish-born players, goalies, who's played the most NHL games? Well, Pekka Rene would come to mind since he's he is in third. Kari Letnin. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed that. With 26 more games than Mika Kiprasov. And Mika's not going to catch him. And then Rene's, uh, Rene's third. Yeah, Mika's so, not going to catch it. He's not going to be number one. That was a good one for Chuck to get it. All right, you can get us at 780-496-0063. You're gonna, still going to hear from Soros. You'll hear from Milan Lucic. Predators beat the Oilers again. Three zip tonight at Rogers Place. Rob it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Brown, Reed Wilkins inside Studio 99, Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line, Oilers Hockey, presented by Osmond Auction. This is the Rogers Post Game Show on the Oilers Radio Network. Radio Network. Your goal scorers tonight, Subban, Arvidsson, and Yossi. No scores for the Oilers this evening. They are shut out by UC Soros at Rogers Place. Again, he did it last December as well. 3-0, the Predators take it. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. We are live from Studio 99, just opened on Thursday for the Oilers' home opener. Uh, it's great to see so many fans coming through here, getting ready for the game or hanging out afterwards. And I'm pleased to be joined by Bob Black, the executive vice president of OEG. Bob, it's great to see you. How have you been? I've been great. I've been really great. Uh, would have liked a better result tonight. Well, yeah, we'll see. They, they uh, you got to have Latin national less on the schedule. That might, that might be the secret with 13 in a row. Hey, Studio 99, and I and I keep saying it. I got, I got to find the time to just sort of wander through here a little more. The the hockey memorabilia, the Gretzky memorabilia, is fantastic. It, it's 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 everywhere, and it's just a sight to behold. You know, Reed, we're absolutely thrilled with it. Uh, our game creates indelible moments and, and memories. And we talk at OEG about I remember moments and the things that weave people and, and indeed our Canadian culture together. And this place has got so many special pieces, uh, so many pieces that echo great moments in hockey history. It's, uh, it's the kind of place that people can come and each time they come, they're going to find something else to connect to in the history of our great game. So... 
Studio 99, it's all Wayne Gretzky's memorabilia. How do you find enough, like, because you got the Hockey Hall of Fame, Wayne's got his stuff. I mean, his stuff is spread out all over the world. And there's only so much stuff. Yet, if you come in here, everywhere you look, it's Wayne's stuff. Where do you get it? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, people relate to these pieces uh, of hockey history, and, and they hold them close. Uh, but in a project such as this, we found that there were a great number of people that wanted to display their things, uh, who took pride out of the fact that they had something special. And we've been able to get an awful lot of really special things in this, in, in this restaurant. And, and it's just fantastic to see the way that people are relating to it. So, you know, this, this was always a, a nice place in the arena. Now it's a really, really special part of the arena. I got to throw one at you here. Do you have a favorite item in here? You know what? Uh, I was just looking over at uh, Gretzky's uh, scoring stats from uh, when he was a novice hockey player at the age of 11, when he had 517 points. Uh, and, you know, it's, uh, it's just a remarkable, remarkable thing. And, and I think that uh, Wayne has often told a story about how Walter just collected uh, pieces of, uh, of his hockey history, not for any other reason than it was... He was uh, Walter's son, and, and Walter was proud of him. And so, you know, I think that uh, Wayne grew up uh, with an appreciation for, uh, for you know, retaining the, the pieces of history. And, you know, we've got history going back, not all the way, only through Wayne Gretzky's uh, entire career, from the time he was just a little hockey, a little guy playing hockey, uh, through, you know, Canada Cup wins and Stanley Cup wins. But we've got things that go back to the turn of the last century. You know, there's, there's great pieces that go back to, you know, the early uh, 20s. Uh, in fact, even earlier than that. And so I think that, that there are so many things in this room that it's, it takes a long time to absorb them all. And I think that's going to be one of the special things about it is, is that you can come and spend time in here uh, and come back on another occasion and have a completely different experience. Now, right beside us, we sit right when you come into the, to the restaurant uh, is where our booth is, and there's a, a special display case yes. with, a, with a Gretzky sweater, and it, it, it is unique, it is different. Do you have a story on this one? Absolutely. Uh, you know, the, these uh, Game Warden's jerseys of, of, of Wayne's are obviously, they're the, they're the pinnacle of the... Uh, of, of, of collecting, uh, they're the holy grail, uh, and we have a Gretzky rookie jersey in this uh, in this restaurant. And, and uh, back in that time, there were literally only two uh, jerseys uh, per player. There was a home jersey and there was a away jersey. And you see these jerseys, and they've just gone through so much. You know, they're stitched and stitched together, and they've got hacks and bruises on them, uh, and their uh, the colors are washed out because they've been through the laundry so often. Uh, but you know that uh, they're the really great, authentic pieces. And, you know, we also in the Hall of Fame downstairs have got his rookie stick and his yep. rookie skates. And uh, I was standing there uh, on one occasion when he was looking at them with his kids. And he said, look at the tools I had to work with. They were so <laughs> primitive. <laughs> and indeed, they, now they do look that way. You know, my, my 13-year-old's got nicer skates than Gretzky wore yeah. in 1979-80 uh, in, in as a rookie with the Oilers. Is that a Ed, City of Edmonton 75th anniversary patch on the it, shoulders? It sure I, is. Man, it sure so, is. So the Oilers wore those patches. That would have been yeah. their first season in the NHL. Incredible. Bob, thanks for sticking around and joining us Absolutely here at Studio 99. I know we'll talk again throughout the season, but uh, still a lot of people here hanging out after the game. Thanks for coming by. My pleasure, gentlemen. That is Bob you. Black, Executive Vice President of the Oilers Entertainment Group. Unfortunately, the Oilers tonight lose 3-0 to the National Predators. Let's go back down to the dressing room. Here's Milan Lucic. Well, I, I just think our sharpness wasn't there. I think our effort was there and our legs were going, but uh, just... You know, maybe overstick handling it at times, and um, you know, like I said, just the sharpness on the tape-to-tape -tape passes weren't weren't there today. But you know, I thought our effort was uh, was pretty good. But you know, sometimes good isn't good enough, uh, especially against the elite teams in the league. What can you say about Charles and the other night? Yeah, he, he seems to have our number, especially in Edmonton here. So, um, you know, we face him next week on on Saturday. So. Uh, we got to find a way to get one by him. I, we did a good. I think we did a good job in the third. Well, we get like 18 shots. So if we do that, we'll we'll eventually find a way to put one past him. Well, yeah. Next Saturday, the Oilers try the Predators again. 
before that home games against Pittsburgh and Washington. Uh, Dr. Cairo Kurt and Cairo Don, how many shots did Bouchard have tonight? He had uh, three shots on goal, three blocked, and one that missed the net. He's got a very smooth, powerful he, shot. He does, and he still has to learn to get it off quicker, to find uh, better shooting lanes. He had one great opportunity tonight. He whistled over the net. Uh, I think that there's things that you can get away, for, away with in junior that once you get to the National Hockey League level, it's much harder. Players are much better getting into shooting lanes, getting sticks in the way. you got to get the puck off quicker off your stick, not allow them to get in the way of your, of your shot. But, uh, yeah, he, he was fine today, and he's earning trust offensively with the coaching staff. It's just a matter of him cleaning up little things in, in his own end will allow him to get more ice time. All right, 780-496-0063. We have Robert on the phone line. Hey, Robert, thanks for calling. Uh, hey, guys, how's it going tonight? Very well. Uh, well, I think uh, tonight I don't, th I don't think the Oilers played bad. I thought they, I thought they played good, but, you know, and uh, I mean, uh, no, as far as... Uh, no, uh, Talbot goes tonight. I think he was. I think he, he was okay. And you know, I mean, that that that, that shorthanded goal is just a uh, a defensive breakdown. The second one, well, like you guys talked about, I think he he uh, he overplayed it. And you know, I thought you no, know, Nashville played just you know a, a, a perfect road game. They came in here. They didn't uh, didn't give the Oilers many Grade A scoring chances, and they they allowed they allowed their goaltender Saros to the puck and I, and I, I thought Saros was uh, uh, very good tonight. Yeah, I can't, I can't argue with anything you said there. I think that uh, it was a good hockey game. There were two major mistakes made in the game. Both were made by the Edmonton Oilers and the Nashville Predators. When they had an opportunity, they capitalized on it. So, uh, again, it's a, a bar. The, the Nashville Predators are the bar right now in the National Hockey League. They are... They, I believe they still they have the best record in the NHL. They're a team that is, uh, many are picking to be a top four, if not a Stanley Cup finalist team. And the Oilers, if they want to go to the Stanley Cup finals, if they want to move on, at some point you're going to have to go through Nashville because they are that good. All right, 780-496-0063. Jackson is standing by. Jackson, thanks for the phone call. Go ahead. Uh, hey, Reed and Rob. How you doing? Quite well. All right, uh, I just have two comments to make. I agree with Rob saying that they should send Bouchard down back to London. I think he does need a little bit more developing to do, but he has showed some promise. And uh, I thought Drysdale had a pretty good game, but they need to show some stability keeping the same line mates with him because he's showed some pretty good chemistry with Pulley, and Reader, and uh, I think Drysdale plays the pace of his uh, line mates there. That's all I have to say. Yeah, well, and I know before the season, McClellan said he was hoping to have to shuffle the lines less than last year, which usually means you're winning, <laughs> if that's the case. Unfortunately, the injury bug has already bitten some of the forwards, so that's affected things with Raddy being out and Kajula being out. But uh, I know a lot of fans want to see Puliyarvi either playing with McDavid and Dreisaitl, so uh, he might continue to get that opportunity. Uh, Andrew from Red Deer says, let's remind everyone that Dreisaitl is on pace for an 80-point season right now. And he isn't even playing his A game yet. Give the guy a break. He's a solid player and not close to his prime. Uh, you can't expect everybody to be like McDavid. Well, sure. Good points. I, I mean, everybody, everybody's going to find their slot on the team. I mean, McDavid's going to produce offense or at least chances almost every night. Uh, I mean, tonight might have been one of the quietest games we've seen Connor play yep. in quite a while, and I and I do think you have to figure the the quality of the opponent into that as well. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Josh. Hello, Josh. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, great to love the show. Thanks. I uh, think there are as many positive things to come out of the game tonight, considering the elite level team we are playing. Alvin looks dialed in. Um, our penalty kill was solid tonight. Luch was engaged in his game. Uh, the thing that I'd like to address this evening is seven minutes left in the third period. We're on the power play, and Oilers fans are getting up and leaving the building. And the psychological impact that that may have on a team that's sitting at 500 right now and looking to get off to a better start this season than last season. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I, I don't think the players notice, honestly. I think if the, the, the players started a game and it was half full, you would notice that. 
But once you're engaged in a game, I don't think you notice people leaving. Other, unless, in fact, you're down like six or seven, and then you start looking into the crowd and watching mass exodus. Uh, I, I'm a believer when I buy my tickets to any event, I stay till the very, very end. As just to ma make sure I want to get my money's <laughs> worth. So, I. I don't. The, as, as far as it affecting the players, I honestly don't think it affected them at all. And if you, if anyone ever asked that question, I think that's the exact answer they'd give you. All right, you can get us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Back to the phone lines in a second. But Mister Shutout here at Rogers Place, he now has two for BDO First Call Debt Solutions, bankruptcies, and consumer proposals. Licensed insolvency trustees. Here's Preds goalie UC Saros. 13 straight wins over the Oilers, and a lot of them have been really good defensive efforts. What is it about this team that allows you to shut down a really talented group in the Oilers? Yeah, yeah, we knew before game that lots of talent, so we try to be a solid in the defensive zone. So I think we were that today, and our penalty goal was really, really great today, too. Probably knew you were getting this start for a while, but how did your mentality change when you played last night? I mean, you knew that it's going to be your net for a little bit. Um, not, not much. Uh, I try to prepare the games uh, every way, every time the same way. So, yeah, that didn't change much in my mind. What do you think about PK Subban getting his first career shorthanded goal? <laughs> yeah, that was fun to see him flying, flying down the ice and score that goal. And that was that was a big, big goal for us. Thanks. You seem like a team that's having a lot of fun right now. Yeah, yeah, we're playing good, good at this moment. But just gotta take it game, game by game by game. But yeah, right now it's it's going well. What do you put your team's success in shutting these guys down? Because not just your two games, but it's, it seems to be a regular thing. Yeah, yeah, we play good blocks of five in defense zone, and uh, yeah, yeah. Like just a good game. Do you, do you, you stop McDavid? Uh, the rest takes care of it itself. Well, well yeah, obviously he's, he's one of the best players in the league, so we have to pay extra attention when he's on the ice. Appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. thanks. All right, that's Scott Johnson working the Predators dressing room. UC Soros, 77 for 77 shots faced at Rogers Place. Predators win it 3 nothing. Couple more of your phone calls when we get back. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, live in Studio 99, Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line, Oilers Hockey, presented by Osmond Auction. This is the Rogers Post Game Show on the Oilers Radio Network. Now trying to jam into was Forsberg and Talbot the save and Clefbaum swept it out of the blue paint. Centering pass, Arvidsson shot. What a save made by Talbot for the left pad. That was sneaky good. I'm not sure many people in the crowd saw that one. Talbot save of the game for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. JiffyLoopService.ca. Talbot with 25 saves on 27 shots. However, at the other end, UC Saro stopped everything, 31 stops, and the Predators added an empty netter to beat the Oilers 3-0. Preds are 7-1. The Oilers are now 3-3. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins in Studio 99. Thanks a lot for tuning in. 780-496-0063. We have Gary standing by. Hi, Gary. Hello, Gary. I don't think we have Gary. All right, let's uh, go to Mike then. Mike, I hope you're more than a series of clicks. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm here with you, Reed. Good stuff. What's on your mind? Uh, brought my son in for his birthday uh, tonight to the game. Uh, would have been nice to see a goal, but uh, I just have three things, and then I'll just uh, listen to your response. Um, I thought uh, Cam probably would want that second goal back, and uh, I was wondering if you guys saw... Um, Bouchard shot the puck in there right by Ellis's ear, and then Ellis gave him a dirty look. And uh, the the one question I have is, why wouldn't Todd call a timeout on that uh, late power play there in the third? That's a good question. You know, I, I was thinking the exact same thing, and I'm thinking, okay, why is he not calling it? Because he's leaving them out there. And he's given them more or less the full two minutes to, to play in the power play. Great time to call a timeout. The, the only thing I can think of is he was say, thinking, all right, they're well, they're rested enough, maybe, and I'm going to save my timeout for later in the game when I need it. And although well, they they never did get, they never ended up using them. They never got to no. use one. And on that play where I, I thought they might take one, they they tried to delay the line yes. change, and they actually got a player on that I thought probably should have been well, sent back to the bench. The, the ref did send them back and then didn't, 
follow through with it because he, he told him he pushed, did the arm movement to Klepov oh, I, I get off. He was, I thought he was telling the centerman to be waved out because Dreisaitl got waved out with possibly the I, I, uh, Peter Laviolette was not happy on the Th bench. That's a good question about the timeout though. I mean, maybe you're thinking, yeah, you try to rest them. If you score, then you use it late in the game. But yeah, could have been could have been used there for mm -hmm. sure. And the other two comments. Yeah, I'm sure Cam wants the second one back. Bouchard could fire away. And, yeah, that was a, that was a high hard one coming in on Ellis, absolutely. Okay, 780-496-0063. Ryan is standing by. Ryan, go ahead. Do we have you, Ryan? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, man. Oh, I realize it's uh, October 20th, and 17th marijuana was legalized, but... I think Dreisaitl played a phenomenal game today. I don't understand why everyone's hating on the guy. He played five games and he has six points. I don't know if you guys watched the Boston game, but he scored the game winner there. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought Leon had a strong game today. We talked about it between periods that uh, one of the positives in the game in the game was Leon. He was creating things. He set up a number of opportunities. Uh, when he eventually did go with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins, they, they were dominant. Unfortunately, the Oilers have had to go to them too many times this year because they've been trailing in hockey games. Uh, his, I don't think he's played up to what he's capable of playing yet. Having said that, he's still a point of player, point of game player. Uh, so I think the, I think he's got another level he can take it to. Uh, but I'm not I'm not uh, down on Leon Dreisaitl right now. I think that they have to find which wingers are going to be the guys that play with them because. As, as they've talked all along, they need a second line that can win them hockey games. They've yet to show that this year. All right, I believe we do have Gary after the misfire a couple minutes ago. Gary, thanks for hanging on there, buddy. Go ahead. Beating Reed, Rob, thanks for taking my call again. Sorry, I was just my volume on my recorded uh, phone here. Don't ever let it happen again, Gary. <laughs> uh, I just want to start off by complimenting your show. I enjoyed your show very much, as most tired uh, Oiler fans in the Oiler Nation here. Uh, uh, Rob, uh, with your analysis, very cerebral gentleman, and of Thank course you, the host, uh, Reed, uh, very gracious. Um, yeah, to start the game tonight, I mean, it's a very deft team uh, you're playing against. I mean, uh, it wasn't for those two mistakes that they made, the two and one, I think, could have went to overtime. And uh, I like the chance of overtime. I think we still have the best uh, threesome for overtime. That's just my opinion, and most uh, order fans, uh, I would say, too. Um, this UC Soros, I think he's not really a big, big goaltender. So I think for the next game on Saturday, when they go back to uh, Nashville, and this is what I, I see uh, uh, how we can beat them, how the Oilers can beat them, uh, get the pucks on net. Uh, uh, I know the defense is really good, but you got to move the puck around quicker and try and get someone in front of net to take his vision away. I think we can beat a goaltender that's just focused, you know. What do you think, guys? Well, I, I think when you have a smaller goaltender, and Saras is a smaller goaltender, I think you need bodies in front of him. You can't. You got to take away his eyes. Um, I don't think the Oilers had a lot of opportunities tonight where the uh, the goaltender couldn't see. And the one thing that you see too is a player will be in front of them, and as the shot comes, they're moving out of the way to try and tip it with their stick. When they move away, all of a sudden the goalie has full view of the puck, and Saras did a very good job uh, of rebound control. There weren't a lot of second or third chances tonight in the game. All right, we got to get uh, one more guy in quickly before we sign off. JP, we, we don't have a lot of time for you tonight. Oh, JP's gone. All right, well, then I guess we don't have anybody. <laughs> I guess we're winding her down, Rob. Uh, tough one for the Oilers. Couldn't break through against the Predators. 3-0 Nashville wins, 13 consecutive wins against Edmonton. Our next Oilers broadcast will be Tuesday night. They're home to the Pittsburgh Penguins, 5.30 for the face-off show. The game will start at 7. Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now noon to 2 on Monday. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 7.30, and then the Eskimos coaches show with Jason Moss from 7.30 to 8. Rob, enjoy your Sunday. Hi, you too. This has been Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. We have been live inside Studio 99 in Rogers Place. Thanks to Patrick Bauer, our studio producer. Thanks to everybody who called and texted. And, of course, thanks for listening. 3-0, the Predators take it. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.